This is Kristen. And this is Isha. Welcome to I'm Not a Peach Crayon. Welcome back to another episode of I'm Not a Peach Crayon. Boopity boopity. This month completely got away from us. Mm. And what we had planned didn't work out. So we had to change gears. What did we have planned, Kristen? There was a... Bye. Isabella Allende, ooh, my throat, called um, House of Spirit. No, the House of, House of Spirits. Spirits. Yeah, yeah, my brain is. It's It was magical surrealism, which is a very dense kind of topic matter. We realized, yeah. We we didn't get a chance to, we didn't have the time to delve into the book. I don't know if that would have been. You know, and... I, it made me think about, though, sorry to cut you off. Like, what is it that I really want to talk about with this show? Like, I think, like, realizing it and that book and that material. Not that I don't want to read that book. It's just, like, I don't know. As I think about I'm Not a Peach Crayon and we've talked about this, what, you know, what things would be interested or, like, what, how, how we want to dive into things. So, I don't know. Right. Sorry to sidetrack. So, we we may or may not come back to that book in the future. Yes. But Long we had short. to... Uh, like I said before, shift gears. And so we ended up watching the limited series Beef that is currently streaming on Netflix. Honestly, I kind of didn't want to watch it. I know there was a lot of buzz about it earlier on mm. this year and people were big fans of the show. And then there was this huge controversy Which that was? came out with one of the actors. Were you talking about David Cho? Yes. And so because of that, I was kind of like, I don't really want to watch this. I honestly, because I was still up loop, I don't know what particular, what the controversy was. Okay. So I found a nice little article that goes Mm -hmm. over it. So Mm -hmm. the actor David Cho, uh, nine years ago on a podcast, made some offensive comments. He said that he fabricated this story about um, forcing a masseuse into doing, like some, happy doing, doing, some, doing things that the person did not want to do, mm. according to what they said. And so that was what came back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, coercing this person into a non-consensual sexual act. He em- emphasized that he is not, it is not a real thing. Um, he said that, quote, uh, I am an artist and a storyteller and I view my show DVD ASA as a complete extension of my art. He said that he he said he said that he told a story on his podcast to provoke a reaction mm. and it was not a representation of his reality. Mm. When he... Why you would decide to do that, I'm not sure, but it's not um, not to excuse what mm. he what he said i didn't listen to yeah neither have yeah i didn't listen to it i was just reading the article um, about it um but there are plenty of people who have podcasts and shows mm. that do and say things to get a reaction to get a reaction to get clicks and, and all this stuff for algorithms for various reasons most right. of the times that being and, the case and then i'm about to like it into a show um, when I was watching uh, SWAT. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm so over. <laughs> I know. But this I've is the last season because I, I, I've gone through pretty much the entire this series. This is not a promotional point. for SWAT. It is not a promotion for SWAT. However, one of the one of the episodes was talking about something 
akin to like the Tucker Carlson's mm. and Fox News's of the world where they, they say these things about real life tragic events to and then they they go and basically they lie to people. Mm. Um and in this particular episode, that lie comes back to pretty much bite them in the butt. Right. Mm -hmm. Um one person learns their lesson the other person doesn't in this particular scenario. Right. But the person that learned their lesson was like, you know what? I'm try. I'm like, I quit my job. I'm not going to do this anymore and all these things. But when they're talking with one of the officers, the officer is basically like, well, now it's already out there. Mm -hmm. And so you can't undo what you've done. Right. And now you have lit this fuse. It. Yeah. You have to live with it. Like the rest of us do. You've lit this fuse. And so we may have stopped this incident but there's going to be another one because of what you've done. Mm -hmm. And now it's kind of like, you know, you've lost control mm -hmm. um, of the whole situation. Right. Um, and you, you took and a risk you, and the risk didn't pay out. Right. Because you were trying to like get deals and money and, and all that other. Right. That's the, and that I'm not, I'm not going to get too much into this. That always, because that goes into that conversation. And I think some people, I'm not saying this is or isn't the case for him because, like, I don't know much about the situation. Um, but that, uh, what's, what was I going to say? That with the with art, you know how they talk about people do art that is subversive and, may, and shocks yes. people. And nowadays, you know, in the last, I would say, 20 to 30 years, the conversation of what art is and how people, you know, interpret it, interpret it and find different ways. Like art isn't just like a picture. It's also storytelling. It's all, yes. And this is not to excuse. I just want to, I'm just, I'm, I'm coming from an, uh, I want to say objective perspective of just like looking at like how culture is existing currently. Mm -hmm. It's like when that, that line is very fine when it, and, and people make mistakes of like, you try to be subversive, you try to do this and it doesn't go well. And in other cases it blows up and everyone's like, oh, you're such a creative genius. And like, I, the way that you're putting this out there is is changing our minds. And now we're really having that conversation. And I'm not saying that's what he was doing. Truthfully, he could be lying about it because there are, to the other side of the point I'm making is that there are people who use that excuse because art is such a, nebulous concept yeah. and and it's very much about and it kind of goes into parts of like this what the show talks about is like it's such a nebulous concept and it's like it's to the viewpoint of the fans and the people the critics and, excuse me and like the people who are viewing it so they either love it or they hate it right and there's context and there's all these other things that influence it and like there's the time framing and the time and like Right, you know, they could, they could hate it today, but love it tomorrow. Right, what is the background of who the person is that's doing the art? Because a lot of times, let's say, let's say if it was a woman who was a um, who has like involvement or engagement with like rape culture and has or is the victim of or like works within or, or wants to talk about it, if she told this story, uh, how would the reception be taken? Mm. You know what I mean? Yes. So um, all that to say is. I don't know if he did or didn't, and I'm not excusing the behavior. And I think he made a poor choice and it bit him in the ass to your point. Um, and I'm, but I also want to put out or not put out there for him specifically, but then it also goes to the conversation that is going on too of like, okay, 
people say shit in the it, at certain times of life, and it's not to they were a shitty person at that point. But like, where does redemption come in? Where does like, are you ever able to become a better person? Because if we tell people, you know, you're supposed to expand your personality, not expand your, but expand your experiences to learn from your mistakes, and this was if he was truly intentional and like trying to do what he said he was trying to do and it didn't come off right and he made a mistake, how much are we holding him, him accountable versus other? And that goes into what we've had conversations about. Like if you're a celebrity, right. The higher standards we hold you to. to And and depending on what type of celebrity you are or what color mm. celebrity you are, we may hold you to a different standard because that brings in the whole Jonathan Majors. Yeah. So we're not going to go into into that. that. But like, I just wanted to present that context of like, yes, that situation. And also the fact that I didn't, know about this stuff because I don't really follow celebrities and I don't follow the news for celebrities. Right, but you had already started watching it. I had already watched it before I heard it. Right, and I hadn't started watching it yet, but it was on my list of things to watch. Then I heard all of this stuff and I was kind of like, eh, that's all right. I'll just let it go to the wayside. Mm -hmm. Um, Last point about this particular Mm -hmm. story. He did apologize and... um, Lee Sung Jin and Ali Wong and Stephen Yuen, they acknowledged the controversy mm. and then they also released a statement about how what he said was hurtful and mm. extremely disturbing um, and that they didn't condone it. Because uh, this happened a few years ago, right? Nine years ago. Nine years ago. Okay. And so it's coming back now. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing about things that we do. Sometimes in the in the time period, we don't reap the consequences mm. Of what we do until later. But the thing is, like, if he wasn't so well known, would it it have even come back up? But that's a whole nother thing. Right. Because even when we talk about, like, stuff in the past that we used to, you know, watch and stuff. And if we watch it now, it's like, so do we look at all of those actors who participated in that fully and been like, well, you know you're over because you were a part of that so it's like there's or, no you easy- know they're they're apologizing for things that mm. they did i'm not going to go into an example yeah. of it but they apologize for stuff that they did in the past but it was like that was years ago i'm glad you know that it's not a pr- it's inappropriate to do that now mm. but it's not gonna undo what yeah. was done already. exactly so but that like you said it goes to that question about like redemption and forgiveness mm. and then like how long do we uh there's no statute on on consequences but see that and i feel like that's also like the court of public opinion yeah because that you could talk about this when we talk about uh sentences and murder like if i am 16 and i murder you out of anger do i spend my entire life in jail because of one instance or do i have the ability to you know do my time or like learn from my mistake and do better I exactly did. It's, then again it's, it also goes to like what color you are because mm-hmm. we know that there are some sentencings that make no sense whatsoever mm-hmm. where you can go pretty much to prison for life for being a one-time drug offender or mm-hmm. drug you know because they can pile on charges yeah um i'm not where, to, yeah but, that's but not to say, like, but like yeah. in the general conversation of just like the when, prison system when do you mm-hmm. when 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 are you able to say i've done my time right I, Am I forgiven? Can I have a normal life again? Right. Can I, I've learned from my, like, and that's a question. So all that to say is it's a very complicated conversation overall. 
And it's kind of, we've talked about this in terms of music and other stuff. It's like, it's up to every person to decide for themselves what they are and are not going to watch and whatever. And it, it is what it is. But I also want to be like, if it's, 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 it's a difficult conversation. So there is no right answer for someone watching the show. Like, yes. And you're, you can, you're going to feel however you're going to feel. Exactly. Um, but shifting to, to the actual beef itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like what we just finished talking about kind of ties into the whole premise of the show where it spirals out of contr- control. Mm-hmm. So it's basically a, a dark comedy about these two people that get into this road rage incident and it balloons completely out of control. You know, side note, when did it start going from dark comedy to black comedy? Because now things yeah, are coming black. black comedy. Well, that's what that's what the, sometimes when they t- t- say dark comedy, they yeah. say like black comedy. I have no idea. And like even if, I just went to Wikipedia and it said black comedy drama, comedy. and I was like, I've never heard of a. Black that's comedy. what I'm trying. I was like, when did this happen? I mean, the only black comedy I would think would be black people in that. It. Yeah, but then are we getting what? Do we say Asian com? We don't really say Asian comedy or Latino comedy comedy in terms no, we of movie. Do not. So I wonder if that's like a but we also don't define them by color either. Yeah. That is true. We don't say they're yellow people or peach people or tan people. Well, we do say brown people for some Latino people, but they're generally called Latino people. Exactly. But we're African American, we just And a lot of black. us are brown too. So mm-hmm. we just get called or <laughs> as some people like to call them the blacks and I'm like when you say it it just it it come it it's completely mm, wrong. Yes. Okay. Sorry. I'm getting sidetracked again. Yes. Um. So with it, so you have Steve Nguyen, who yes. I, we we've talked about in uh, Nope, but I also love him from various things. Yes. Ali Wong. Did. Yes. Um. And then yeah, we talked about David Cho, and then I didn't really know a lot of the names of the other people in there. Like I'd seen the one who plays the brother in uh, something before. His but... name is Young Mazino. I guess um, I, I don't. I'm probably I don't. pronouncing mispronouncing that, but, but like I've seen Paul. him and stuff. Yeah. Um, David Cho's character was Isaac. That. Yeah. And then Joseph Lee was George, or Joji. Yeah, Joseph Lee is also someone that I had seen before, but like I just and even the mom I've who plays the mom Yumi. I've seen Ashley Park before, who was Naomi. Yeah, is Naomi the the Asian neighbor? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I've seen her before too, but like I wouldn't know their names. That's what I'm saying. I was like, I've seen them before. Right. But I, I don't know their names. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know everybody's name. That being said, so you got two people who are basically living separate lives in an interaction in a parking lot. One honks, one backs up, the other one honks the horn and then flicks it off. And like you said, it escalates exponentially, which to an extent, that part wasn't the craziest because that has no, happened in real life. It was Excuse not me. the craziest, but usually you in might real get, life, it, it kind of ends with somebody getting shot. Maybe. Or it could be, it's not always getting shot. No, I didn't say I, always, well, but no, I said usually. Let me finish what I was going to say. Because I wanted to preface that was like a lot of people would just think, oh, it's it's getting shot. Mm -hmm. But like, it's also there's baseball bats, there's just fist fighting. It's just like some sort of altercation is what I was going to say. And so you still have something, whether it's screaming at someone like verbally or if it's physical. And so in this one, it's both, it starts off verbal and like action oriented. And then 
I don't know, like, what is the point? This asks the question, what's the point in hum- in our human mind where we switch from just, like, yelling at each other and flicking each other off and driving away to actually getting out the car or, like, taking that ex- escalated step? Because, like you said, sometimes it's, like, well, no, what I, to the other side of that, of, like, where it ends in altercation, always ends in altercation, it's, sometimes it's just, you know, you do the thing and then you drive away. Right. And I feel like for, for this one, it's kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back and it ended up happening for both of them at the same time. And I feel like that happens, it seems to happen more, more frequently. And I don't know if it actually happens more frequently or we just have more hear about recordings it of, yeah. of it and we, we see it more often. Mm. But it seems like because they go back and then you kind of slowly piece through each of the main characters' lives, mm-hmm. as well as the people around them and like the things that are going on. And you're like, okay, so this is something that's been building over time mm-hmm. with the things that have been expected of them, the pressures that they've put, they've put on themselves. And I feel like, because of course we're, we're definitely going to be like, you know, uh, what, what is that? Um, when we talk about the, the, stuff I messed the stuff <laughs> what, what is it called when we when you ask when you just tell everything that happens the plot give me the summary spoilers thank you spoilers <laughs> that's the word I was looking for so we're definitely gonna spoil it okay we're, we're, we're most likely gonna give spoilers because I was it, okay with talking about like higher level stuff but okay, yeah we can, we can whichever way you want to do I don't want to go too deep into mm-hmm. certain things because mm-hmm. but just in case somebody has not seen it, it this could be a spoiler yeah there's the potentials for spoilers because um, yeah but how they are actually probably the closest to each other because mm-hmm. they're they're mirror Very images, yeah, almost of each other. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, uh, you know how they say like the closer you are to somebody, the more you fight with them. Mm-hmm. And it seemed to be like that's what I was seeing with um Amy, who was Ali Wong's character, and, and Danny, who was mm-hmm. Stephen um Yuen's character. And so I was like, oh, that really makes that really makes sense as you go through. And you're starting to see how all of these things are like, because they keep trying to one up each other mm-hmm. um, instead mm-hmm. of just walking away. And one of the things that stuck out to me was that Stephen Yuen's character, Danny, mm-hmm. I was like, he has no friends. Mm-hmm. Just and his brother and just, his cousin. Exactly. And his brother and his really... cousin. Right. And they're really not for him. And they want their own separate lives, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Well, but it was like, I don't know if the cousin really wants, he just wants to dominate Danny's life. Because he, yeah. I think he's holding on to Danny as well. Uh, and that's that's very possible that he is doing the same thing that Danny was doing to his brother Paul mm. was just trying to hold on because he was like I wanted us to be the same because that well, I was thinking about this last night and I was like did Paul not realize that you could apply for colleges online but that's that's that that's, that's another that's a whole that's, <laughs> that's, that's a whole other thing. thing but he, but like that goes to the point the that Paul kind of had like not that he was slow but he just didn't think things through. Like, if right. it wasn't easy, if it wasn't, like, a quick thing, then he wouldn't think to do that. But there were times when he was willing to do stuff, but you also have to be like, okay, now you got to be disciplined to actually mm. do it. Like, yeah, we want to go into business as brothers, which is great, mm. but I got to be able to rely on you to work and mm-hmm. not flirt with customers. Right, or flake out and, like, exactly. be gone or whatever. Right. Yeah, I think when you think about so the the application thing too he could have very he like as soon as he didn't get a response 
that was it. He wasn't really trying to follow up or see what happened or like check in with something else or like. I thought some... he, they did mention that he did follow up because he was upset that they hadn't received it. But I don't. I know... think he talked to his brother about it. Okay, but, but he like... didn't really go back and try to do anything. Right, and because like if, I'm sure if he called, it was like or like you said, email. Because at this point, I'm assuming the timeline is like the same day, present day that we're in. Is that you could you could email you go online and do the website you like right, if you, you really could. if you really wanted to that's what I'm saying yeah. like if he really wanted to he would have figured out what happened figured out what happened and reapplied as right. soon as another because you can continuously uh, reapply because yeah. I think you're also right I think you do he did find out that like maybe they never received it I think. yeah because he was going off about how they didn't receive his right. information and so he but like then you apply it or you take right. some time off or you do something like if you really wanted to do that but right. you could tell that was like and that I, I don't want to go too much into the family dynamic for Asian families because I don't know much about it I just know a, I just know about what their their dynamic was within their family right from the context of the show and so Danny seemed like to be the kid that um the parents weren't really expecting a lot from anyway like the younger child to do whatever you, that was Paul Sorry, Paul, Paul the that's what I mean. Because Danny's the oldest. I'm switching the name, sorry. Right. Um, but that's who I mean, is that Paul was just kind of like, Danny was responsible for taking it, but Paul could just, like, it, it just kind of spoke to maybe, like, Paul was allowed to do whatever. whatever. Right, because Danny was still cleaning up after him mm-hmm. in, in the place of their mother, mm-hmm. who had to go back to Korea with their father because mm-hmm. of the situation. Of with the situation Danny. with Danny. Well, actually, that Isaac put them in. And Isaac. Too many spoilers. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, there was just a whole, the they didn't get, they did get into it. It's what I liked about this movie or this show is that, or I like about shows like this, is that when you can touch upon a lot of topics in a kind of very deep, impactful way, with a nuanced way, right. without it being like, I'm beating you in the head to talk about family family dynamics and the way that we put responsibilities on ourselves, and then we put ourselves in these state of suffering, and then we're like, oh, whoa, it's me, I'm a martyr, but like, or in, in Danny's case, and then, and that's just very simplification of it. And then Paul is like, I could do all these things if people just believed with in me and just gave me these things. And, and then I would be amazing. Just you wait and see, but I'm not going to put it in the work. Like to go into those without it actually being conversation of him sitting there and be like, I am, you know, this kind of person. It right. just, it didn't feel heavy handed. And it was interesting that it was able to have all these kind of conversations, like you said, piecing together, not just the two main characters, but also the depth of like everyone that's in your world that you navigate because all the relationships that they had with other people that fed into it or their own shit that was going on. Yeah. Because that that, Naomi. (laughs) Yeah. Because, and, and that was another thing with like Amy and Naomi, like, whereas, Amy, you could see Amy spiraling because mm. we're, we're with her on her journey as right. she's spiraling out of control here. Um, and she's able to basically take it all out on Danny. Mm-hmm. But Naomi, on the other hand, Naomi doesn't have that outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we see how Naomi kind of continues to shrink into herself and how she keeps chasing after people to get validation. Mm. And then they're, um, I'm just thinking of the end part. <laughs> because, yeah, because, you know, somebody's like, 
is that first of all, she they ask Amy if it's cultural what Naomi does about like trying to be attentive mm. and everything like that, and Amy's like, it's not cultural, right? Um, that's his, but, but that's a stereotype that is that is a for Asian women, and but that was also kind of like Naomi's way of trying to say like I care about you, mm-hmm. and so I'm here to do these things. But you also see that same effect on Amy when even when you know they're on vacation. And they've got a nanny. She's like, I need to be doing something. I need to be working. I need to be helping. I can't just like sit here and enjoy this time with my family. I also think I've been working hard for. Exactly. And but also what's funny in that same conversation when she's at this the house, then you have her interaction with the maid where she's like, she's just she needs something to do. And it's something she's thinking something harmless. And she asks this woman, like, oh, you take a break. Right. And I'll do it. And it's like, oh, something wrong. The the maid is like, oh, did I do something wrong? I'm so sorry. And like that con- little, it's like that one interaction too was a whole other conversation because it's like she was also she was trying to kind of comfort herself by giving herself something to do, and she thought in a non-assuming way and supporting someone else or being helpful to someone else, and that other person read their intentions in a totally different way because also the cultural like um I don't want to say stereotypes but the cultural restrictions we place on ourselves or the cultural rules of the navigation of like when you're a maid you're always working you're doing this stuff you're making my life easy like I should just be able to do nothing right I should be able to walk away from my child and not have to worry right. about it because it's your job to take care of him that's what I pay you for right but also to that was when her husband George mm. or Joji he was like did she do something wrong like when yeah. that was the first question, right? Asked, and like, no, she didn't do anything. I just wanted to be nice and I do want something to, for I her. I wanted to be helpful. Yeah, because here it, it but that was the other thing. Like she finds she gets some downtime because mm. she's been working, 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 and it's like, well, now I don't know what to do with myself because, because I, they, I should be working. Also, because her family didn't really need her because they've been existing without her. without her. So then it's like, how do you find that space and navigate and navigate that? And also the fact that it's like sometimes you want to do that stuff because some people have comfort in doing the chores and things like that. And so for her to want to do that, there's like this, also this idea of that, like when you get to a certain position, that stuff is beneath you, but it's not beneath you. You you're a human being, you can fold your own laundry. Like it's, it's, it's something that you can do and there shouldn't be shame to doing that either. No, it's important to know how to do your own laundry. (laughs) yes but not to navigate but like this goes to like my conversation of like i just like the little nuanced conversations that were happening all around because that's what happens in your everyday life like i'm in the office all day you're here like who am i engaging with in the world who are you interacting with in the world and then like coming back together and navigating our space and like those people are still existing and it still comes back to influence that so there's like the world building is what i want to say that they do through their characters is really amazing for A24, I should say. So it's not right. just them, but I feel like A24 has the... And A24 is the same uh, company or mm-hmm. studio that did everything, everywhere, all at once. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, I see why so many people like it because mm-hmm. everything, everywhere, all at once was very good. It was mm-hmm. really well done. And I could see the same thing happening with this show. It took me like a few episodes to get really into it, but I was like, oh, okay. It really, really is good. Mm. Um, But it also brought to mind when you were talking before about conditional love Mm. because Amy was asking that. And I really like the fact that the 
psychiatrist that she and her husband went to was also Asian. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that's that's, that's one of those things thing. that we talk about is like going to people and talking with uh, mental health professionals where you can see yourself in exactly and they can exactly understand mm-hmm. at least if not everything about your culture at least some things about your cultural dynamic right but then amy gets to a point where she's just like is love really unconditional or is it conditional and i loved how the psychiatrist never answers her question Mm -hmm. but gives her another question to think about was like did you ever feel that your parents love was conditional Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's all that's a huge thing that a lot of times i don't think we really stop to think about or to really ask ourselves Mm -hmm. um did you ever feel that way? Because I feel like that talks a lot about um, how Amy and Danny navigated their worlds is because their parents had these expectations or they felt their parents had these mm-hmm. expectations. Um, a lot of times it wasn't outright said to them, but there was it was implied by how their parents acted or mm-hmm. interacted with mm-hmm. them or with each other and the kids overheard. So with that whole thing about whether or not love is conditional or unconditional, mm-hmm. like, they they felt that their their parents love was not conditional and then you could see how it it happened i think a little it was a little easier to see with danny's parents mm. with their disappointment in him after he's like done all these things to mm. try to, to to do and it wasn't even his. what what they wanted yeah and then it was like and it still didn't work out and right it was no just like, and it wasn't even really his fault well, no, what ended up being, yeah, yeah, but, but then it was just like, we're tired, let's just go home, yeah, like now I gotta go back to work again because you failed you know, us, right? They I didn't gotta, say that out loud, yeah, but, but it's it's like now we gotta go back to Korea, right? Um, yeah, I think there was a lot of conversation in that, like the family dynamic and then how they translated that and existed. And, um, I liked actually what they did with Amy because part of it, like was from seeing her family's dynamics when she was a kid, but like yes. that monster that like that. Yes, the female that, Babadook. That <laughs> appeared out of nowhere. And I was like, but like, I kind of like really resonated with that because there's, I think for at least for young girls, like there's a point not only with like, you know, dealing with your parents and, and growing up and with like culture and the outside world of like how you're supposed to be perceived as a woman, no matter your culture, but then also the added pressures of your particular background and culture that they have on women. And so like that, that Baba Duke she had, I was like, man, I can remember my own little Baba Duke that would like talk to you in the mirror and tell yeah. you like you're Whisper a terrible person ear. or like look at you when you're doing things that you feel like you you feel shame for for the way you're doing it or however whatever your thing is going on and like just feeling that shame of looking at yourself in the mirror and having that conversation and like I think as we are becoming adults and we've had this conversation before maybe on here maybe on somewhere else but like the conversation of like the communication you have with yourself into when you were talking about the therapist asking questions asking questions of yourself like you don't always necessarily need an answer or someone to give you an answer but sometimes you need the questions questions that you didn't think about or perspectives you didn't that start to open up your mind to kind of like seeing how you engage in the world because there's yes there are these influences that have started these these um uh, habits and cycles and things within you but like it also begs that question or there has the other side of the question is like who breaks that cycle who you have to be that person then to like 
I see the things that influenced how I started, but like, and it's put me in these positions and I see that this is not healthy for my life. Like when she's screaming at the phone with the gun, I don't know how many times I felt like doing something like in that kind of vein of just feeling that kind of just intense anger and frustration and emotion and not really knowing how to process it right all at once there's no outlet there's no real outlet for it and then having the ability to express it but like how do you express how do you express it in a safe and healthy way right because we all we're humans we have jealousy we have rage we have indecision all these emotions but how do we express those in a healthy manner for ourselves how do we express in a way that if we're having children or we're in a place to be impressionable to other people like where do we draw that line that we're like okay well this is the things that have led me to this point but like where do i take responsibility for my own suffering and um well sorry go ahead i can finish this later um but when you were saying that about taking responsibility for your own suffering that just reminded me of amy in her com- her different conversations with people and how part of her was like she she was trying she was trying so hard to fill herself mm. um but she was using other people to do it mm-hmm. and she had been empty for so long like the first thing that she kind of gravitated to was george because mm-hmm. she was like you know her her words were like being with him made her feel like she was high all the time and so it was like this feeling of like elation and love and all of this Mm -hmm. and then when that started to fade Mm -hmm. here she has her daughter junie and then it was like i can put all my love into this right or or even thinking that junie was going to love her And to get that unconditional love. love, right? To be loved in the way that she want, she felt she needed to be loved, right? Even though you see that she's trying not to do the same thing with Junie, mm-hmm. um, that her parents did with her, but in her fear of not doing the same thing, she puts this distance between herself and her daughter, mm-hmm. and leaves her husband as a primary caretaker mm-hmm. for their daughter, um, while she throws herself into work with the the intention of for the love of her daughter so Mm -hmm. that she can have the time to to be with her daughter to Mm -hmm. be a mom how many times does that happen for parents where it's like i'm doing this so i can be with you but i can never be with you because i have to do this This, exactly and then you see how junie's reaction and also that junie when she it's easy to forget some of the things that we've done when we were kids growing Mm -hmm. up because of that time but then it, when some people have children, they're like, I used to do the same thing as a kid, or they're, you're, they're, you know, your parents will tell you that, you know, oh, oh you your child do does the same thing that you used to right. do. And so you get a chance to see the same thing with Junie. Things that Junie does in order to cope with the stress that she's feeling and the uncertainty mm-hmm. of what's going on with her fam- her parents and her family dynamic. Mm-hmm. There's things that Amy used to do in order to cope with the same issues that she had to face growing up and so because she was an only child as well Mm -hmm. didn't have someone else to talk to there's no other sibling there Mm -hmm. um and so she she was doing the same thing or kind of self-medicating in the same way mm, with the chocolate with the with the chocolate or the candy or whatever it was yeah, and okay. so with her female, i was like uh, she wasn't old enough to do, be doing with yeah the, no the... no like what junie junie yeah. does little amy did um but then female babadook was like i'm not gonna tell your secrets basically because if i did no one would love you and yeah. it was like it, it was that yeah thing. Like, like if people knew the real you, you no one would love you because even like 
Danny, how he lied to, he was not lying. Yeah, he was lying yeah, to his he, mother. He was lying to oh, But like, but yeah, yeah, about where his life and how good things were. It's like, if you knew that I'm suffering, would you be there to support me? Would you, you know, still love me? If you knew that I had these secrets or I, I like with George, George never really saw the angry side of her until this whole situation because she kept it really relatively in, inside of herself. Like she wasn't snapping off to the same way she was doing she, when, with, with, with Danny. Danny. But like, if, if I'm, if I'm messy with you, if I allow myself to be vulnerable and you see the not so pretty happy side of me, and that goes back to that condition, unconditional, conditional love thing. Will you still love me? Will you support me? And it's funny because I was having these like sharing clip conversations with friends as we're talking about relationships and just engaging with people. And it's like the conversation of like love languages. Well, that whole conversation that started with love languages, that was from um, a cisgender, like hetero white uh traditional female male like women have emotions men don't have emotions conversation like the person who wrote it was from that that kind of mindset and now you know you don't talk about neurodivergency or like the fact that we don't deal with mental health issues like that wasn't considered a thing in there or, like the other things that involve in that and so like the ways we love sometimes it's like well let's say for example you don't want to be touched or hugged but like you meet someone who like their sign of affection is touching or like they show you by their, the way they show you love is by dumping a lot of info because you said, oh, I like this thing. And so they come back with like, oh, did you know? Like they're showing that interest, but like, because it's not the love that you think that you want to be loved in, which we learn and how that, how to navigate it, you might be like, well, you know, you don't really love me. Like I want you to love me or I don't really feel the love because you're not like, touching me or hug or whatever your yeah you're you're your not you're not showing love the way i i would want to how i think how i want to or like or how i would show love to you mm-hmm. is not the same way and so we have this disconnect on how we it was like there's I, no room to be different right either. i might show my my love for you because i spend time with you and my time is important to me and so i'm not gonna waste it and but like if you don't understand that like I'm with you right. because I care about you. Um, but to what you were saying with Amy and George, mm. like George didn't want to see those parts of her mm-hmm. because when she tried to talk to him, he was like, he was just like exactly. Quick. He was like, you need to be grateful. And it was like, of course we, we all know that we need to be grateful, but sometimes you got to have some, some space to vent. Yeah. Like she didn't need him to solve her problem. She just needed, needed him to, to listen. Yeah. That's all she needed him to do, but he wasn't willing to do that. Because he wasn't really at a point to deal with his own, like, to deal with those emotions himself. Right. And he also had his own thing because uh, he was just, like, he he always ran to her for, for everything. And so he kind of made himself into a second child. Mm, he didn't mean he, he didn't mean to do that. You know? It wasn't intentional, mm. but it was just, like, oh, he she handles it. all of that. Yeah. Like, because Danny was like, no, you could just Google it and get the answer to what you're looking for. Mm. It's not a problem. And he was like, really? I can do that? And he was like, yeah, you, you can, can do that. And it, But it was getting someone to believe that he could do it. Mm-hmm. And 
And I feel like that's what he, and we get the fact that that's what George was missing in his life was somebody that actually believed in him Mm -hmm, because he was looking for that. And he didn't get that from the people that he He initially should have. Yeah. And Amy was of the, she's like, I need somebody who I can rely on. Right. But because he had never been, when he had attempted or the versions of him attempting it, it was like, that's not what I need right now. Yeah. That's like, and that's unfortunate because that's the conversation though that a lot of, because like, where are you on that spectrum? Maybe like you've had to do this or you've grown more or maybe you still got some shadows to work on and I'm over here. And I think, what was I going to say with this? That like George had the potential, like you said, to like evolve and grow. Here was where I was going with that. And you said something earlier about like you not looking outside of yourself for the validation of others. And I think there's this like conversation that it's for a long time that's been you can only have either or like you got to get it all from your inside of yourself, but oh no, you and, and not look for validation outside of yourself, like is one camp. And the other camp is like, hey, it's the support of like the outside, like that's what it, and it's like a combination of both because there is you need the ability to be able to motivate yourself and to believe in yourself to do those things and what amy was looking so i'm using this example of like amy and georgia like amy needed someone who could find the courage inside of themselves to do what needed to be done and that was what she needed in that moment but like for george he was in this place in his life where he needed someone to encourage that motivation within himself so that like once he knew that he could do it and then keep supporting it right then they could keep moving but they were in two different phases of their life and they weren't able to really communicate because this conversation we had before communication and how we've never really been taught to really communicate and we're all stumbling around and so you have this like balance of like needing to have the support of your family and your community and being able to express yourself and being able to, despite the cultural stereotypes or norms or boundaries or traditions that normally were there to be able to evolve and your family and support system be there. But also you need to take the motivation without inside yourself to like do as, as was the Illa J says and all good, we got shit to do. Let's get to it kind of thing. Like, and with what you were saying, it, it also makes me, like you said, um, of course, we need to be able to fill ourselves, but having other people help fill you, it does help. It's just like it's adding, for, it adds yeah. on to it. It's for there too when like you can't, you can't do it for yourself. Exactly. You can at least go back. And I feel like that's why, because I know you've talked about it, like how hard it is to make friends as an adult. Um, because by, by the time we get to adulthood and jobs and stuff like that, we are like automatically, it was like, okay, I should have had all my friends, but mm-hmm. then people's lives change and grow. Like mm-hmm. a lot of my friends that I had, I lost because they got married, had kids. And that's not, that's not a bad thing. Right. It's just, just the fact that apart. like you grow apart because they're in different phases of their life than I'm mm-hmm. in. Like they are with other people that have kids and, and spouses and stuff like that. And so that makes sense that they would hang, gravitate and hang out more with people like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel the same, the same thing is that they needed friends like mm. George needed a friend yeah, yeah he and that. he didn't and even though he he had a friend in Danny he didn't 
and like he didn't know who Danny was, but he 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 still had that you know that connection, and it was like, and Danny also had that connection because mm-hmm. he was like, I love hanging out with mm-hmm. you, and he was like, Yeah, I love hanging out with you even too. after the fact when it got to be messy, and Danny was like, I should stop it. He was still like wanting to connect with George exactly, and but the same thing with like Naomi. Naomi was trying to make these connections mm-hmm. with Amy. Um, and it was like, you know, and it didn't have to be because they were just two Asian women. Yeah. That was probably one basic unit, basic thing they had in common, mm-hmm. but that wasn't the only thing that they had. In they common. had other if things. They had been able to actually talk mm-hmm. and, and not be comparing themselves. Right. And Amy was actually like listening, you know, and, and Naomi was actually listening. Mm-hmm. They could have done a lot to have helped each other. Um, but of course you see that from the outside's perspective, but when you're in the middle of a messy situation, it's It's difficult to see that. But that's why you have friends. If you have good friends, Mm -hmm. they can help you get that clarity. Yeah. I mean, that goes to that that big conversation of like the pause, like learning to like pull back from a conversation because you recognize the things that are triggering things in you, or you recognize that like, that's not the the most healthiest thing for me or and I'm trying to think I feel like there was one instance where oh it's slipping my mind as I'm talking about so I'm not but uh where there is that like kind of clarity there's like moments where both characters have the opportunity to pause in this yes and neither one of them fully like it's like they can't fully take it Cause there's the point where they kind of separate for a while and then he shows up at the party. Right. It's a matter of, it's like eight months. Yeah. Like they've been away, away from, from each, each other. other and it was just like, y'all could have just stayed. But he way. didn't want to stay away from, and but he, it's like from, he knew. From George. Yeah. He knew, but it but was like, like, but George is my friend. Right. And it's like these, these complex feelings. I like, I want this more, so I'm going to go for it. And he, he thought life was going good, but then. And for her, and 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 then for her too, because I feel like what's a good instance where like she could have let it go if she did. I feel like in the beginning, like tw- not not the P part, not after, not right after the P part, but like somewhere a few steps after the P part, is where she had the opportunity to just like let it go. I think it was with um the the reviews was on his uh. Well, that was like immediately after. That was like the Pete. Like okay. he, she, I think it was when they went to the club. Cause then she starts catfishing. No, when she starts catfishing his brother, yeah. I feel like that was like that was she thinks about it. That was definitely. But but I like the fact that there were so many times when they thought about it, like when when they had that first altercation. You go. You have a chance to see where they. She stops and she thinks mm-hmm. about it. And then she decides to double down on what she what she was doing, doing, yeah. And then go forward, and it was like at these there are all these times, and I feel like like when he was about to set the car on fire, and then they saw the kid. Yes, was a good thing. Yeah, but and but then what does he do? He goes and he tells his brother who doesn't want to hear it, and he was like, "Look, I literally set this baby on fire." And he was was like, "What am I doing?" Right, and his brother was not about it. So then he just was like, "There was no one to be like, pause. What did you just say? Wait." And his cousin, you need to stop. His cousin only escalated. Yes. So right, and and that's the thing. Like I said, having good friends to be Mm. like, you need to. 
Are you this sure? is crazy. But sometimes you be having bad friends. They be hyping you up. You're like, yes. But, <laughs> but even Paul, he didn't have the, I wouldn't say he had the greatest of friends. Yeah. But his friends were like, dude, You're you need living. to, you need a job. Yeah. You can't stay on our couch. Yeah. Or we're going to have to start charging you rent. Right. Yeah. Because like, you need to be able to get up and do stuff. But when he heard it, stuff he'd been hearing from his it's brother for forever. years, it hit differently when his friends said it because all of a sudden, he, you can find out that Paul can clean an entire apartment. Right. You're like, Paul, I had no idea you could you do just that. Saw it. But then it's also interesting, too. I mean, the way Amy said it to him was a little rough. Just a little bit. But not, like, rough, she, rough. She had a chance. She said a lot of rough things. She said a lot of rough things, but they were true things, yes. in a way. And it was, like, his response to that, too, of, like, having her tell him that, like... Because I think there was, there was an offense that she felt of, like, you don't know how hard I have worked yeah. to be there. Cause she talked about getting up super early in the morning, being right. away from a, having to breastfeed while she's out there working delivering. as well. And right. And he's like, Oh, if I just do this and you give me some money, like who was there to give her money? Yeah. Who she, was- she didn't, she didn't have that. She mm-hmm. had to do it on her own. Even though it was even though her husband was the son of this famous artist, right? But we don't know he how had much no money. money he never had no money, right? <laughs> like, Which is something that uh, George's mother talks about, mm-hmm. where she was like, well, "Fumi, Fumi mm-hmm. was like, no, because he basically can't take care of himself. He needs you, mm-hmm. and you need him. You all balance each other, and but that's why when she, I like when she sees that she, she's like, there might be something that's affecting my fun." <laughs> Fumi was a realist, but the thing is, like, even Fumi got caught up with her husband, Mm -hmm. who was like, oh, money's not important. Mm -hmm. We're like, "Uh, Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Exactly. We need to take care of things. And so what happened? There was nothing to provide provide for her Mm -hmm. or for George after he died. And so Amy's providing for George and his mother. She find a whole family she didn't plan Ex- on. Exactly. But she's doing, they, they're all on her back. Mm. For not being easy and chill and just like. And like, oh, you got to like do this. And there's just all, all of these things. But like she, she, you're make, forcing her to do everything. Mm. But at the same time, you're also berating her for not doing it all perfectly. Right. And, and, and then this whole thing about women, like, oh, yeah. women have to be able to do all of these things. Mm-hmm. And if they drop the ball, then they just couldn't hack it. And it was like, well, she's not some type of God. Right. <laughs> but like, she should be. That's a, And like, exactly. dealing with her boss, or what's her name? Jordan. It wasn't really a boss. Jordan. Until- who bought out her company and the, that that's a whole other conversation. That is a like, whole other conversation, but it also goes to the fact that no matter when somebody holds the money, they hold the power over you. Yes, mm-hmm. they do. And I, she was not expecting it to be, but I, I feel also the, the statement where it's like, whether it's a white male, white female, mm. that it has some type of power over you. Like <laughs> there's this, and Jordan talks about it where she was like, if I have to, be fake all the time i can't i can't stand like that i just go crazy mm. so she was like i'm unfiltered with the people that are closest to oh, me so much nicer <laughs> so she's unfiltered around amy but to the fact that it was like which some of the stuff is downright she's rude. unfiltered because she's like i i own yeah like, I own even, even if she doesn't want to say it out loud or believe it she knows subconsciously that she has the power oh. to manipulate Amy to just sit there and take it because 
because she and does, you need something right and she does that to everybody yeah. else even when she talks about you know i have to dress down in order to you know talk to a co mm. talk, talk to the people that work for me mm. because you know they don't want to see me having fun and all this other stuff i'm like no because bitch you need to pay us <laughs> that's <laughs> but, why but all, but just just mm. like this dynamic of well of course, I, this is how it should be. Mm-hmm. You should cater to my every whim. You should bend over backwards. You should give me things that I want or, you know, sell me something that is valuable to your family. Right. And if you I don't, then I'm going to find some way to, like, make you pay in some way or form. Right. But that goes to her collection, mm-hmm. Jordan's collection of things. Like, mm-hmm. all these different pieces that she has that belong, that are to culturally significant yeah. to other people. And he's like, that she like put them in a museum. <laughs> that she just has in her house. And she was like, oh, I had to give my the, the earrings I had back to, like, the Peruvian government. And it was like, just because mm-hmm. you have something you shouldn't own. Mm-hmm. You should have you should have given all of that stuff back to who it belongs to. Right? Look, listen here, museums. <laughs> exactly. Get it together. And, like, pause. Right? <laughs> and all this, I feel like we talked more, a little bit more about Amy towards the end, but I, I it, as I was thinking about this more, the parallels between Amy and Danny, but, like, the uh, the thought too that sometimes I'm like they wanted to stop mm-hmm. but couldn't right and it was like what dr- and that goes you back to a point of no return and when is that point and that was like kind of goes back to the question I had at the beginning is like what is that point where you just tip and you just keep going and you it's like and then our brains are like well we're already here so let's just keep moving let's keep it yeah. going until till the clock runs out or until something blows up into her face and like part of that is like searching for this like emotion because you're feeling dead in your life because let's be honest danny was feeling real dead in his like internally right you know he's trying to do all these things but was he truly happy and and that was the thing is i i feel like that was that was one of the things that for both of them they were trying to figure out what is it to be truly happy? Mm. Because here you have one who has money mm-hmm. and all these things that people are told, like you work hard, you make, you get to like all this money mm. and then you can enjoy life, but still not finding enjoyment in it. And then you have this other one who, other person who is doing their best to, you know, make build their own build mm. business, do it right, do everything the right way. And it just keeps coming up flat or just mm. falling mm. flat on their face no matter how hard they try to do the right thing, it just never works out. And it was just like, like are you destined to like, do you fall into the right? It, well, that just reminded me of, I'm going back to Amy and George right quick, where Amy tells George, like, I'm a bad person. And I was, when she said that, I was like, you're not a bad person, Amy. You made bad decisions. Mm-hmm. Yes. But you're not a bad person. Right. But you're a broken and a hurt person mm-hmm. and you Slash need it now. and you need something more than George can give you. Mm-hmm. Um, I but, love when Naomi jokes about them being together and it's like, but if they were together, what would be that last hard to yeah. do? But like, I wonder. And that was what I was thinking too. I was like, they would be super polite to each other and that mm-hmm. would not be a, that would make It would make just be an dynamic. increasing pettiness game maybe or maybe there's a point where they're like, they get to the explosion and they're like, shit, what are we doing? And then like talking. Cause there's that point when they're in the desert. Right. And it's like, once you're stripped away from all this other outside bullshit and you have to like be in each other and, 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 and rely on, on each, each other. other, 
like all that shit gets thrown out the window. Like if we were in the end of the world apocalypse, sometimes they talk about this in like anti or apocalyptic movies and stuff like that. How much long does the racism stay or, you know, like the biases? When, when I need you to, 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 to save, save my, my life. Ass. Yeah. Was like, was like, are you sure? Does my color not matter to right. you now? What? You want my brown chocolate behind you? What now? <laughs> you need this rope up here? The one that I'm touching with my brown hands? <laughs> oh, my brown skin is touching the whole room. <laughs> Are you sure you want me to throw this down to you? Oh, I don't think you want my brown bullets. <laughs> that I, don't means- th- I don't think you want this African ancestry. <laughs> <laughs> the ancestors are busting this rope right now. But in all, all seriousness, yeah. but but yeah, like all, all of these things, and also the emotional affair mm-hmm. when yeah with jordan oh gosh that was and the thing is like you got one that's an emo you had an emotional affair and you have one that's physical and it was like they're both bad in different Mm, ways ways. yeah for very different purposes yeah that whole there's just a lot going on in that show there was a lot Um, going on and it the ending kind of surprised me mm. junie is a little troublemaker but junie is probably my favorite <laughs> i love Junie when he gets in the car with junie in there in the beginning and she's like when he's driving away the first time yes and i was like she just got in the car with the dog she's like hey what's she's up like, hey with her skittles <laughs> I was like, i'll be quiet junie, for skittles you have made this situation she's just out so here much work. she's like my parents are crazy so i'm out here but d- but did you also catch how Junie said the most fun she had was with Danny and Paul mm-hmm. in that bad situation? Yeah. That was the most fun she was. She, she had. Well, even then, you had like the organic play play dates and gardening and all this other stuff, and it was like she didn't need any of that stuff. She just wanted some attention, and she basically exactly. got some it. attention. Let's sing some songs mm-hmm. and have some fun with her and Luca, and he, you know, even when Danny was like. Are you scared to be by yourself, you know, to be alone? Right. She's like, I'm not alone. Luca's here. Mm-hmm. She had a very good understand or uh, awareness of her being. Like I said, Junie was my favorite. Yeah. Well, that goes to show that, too, like, sometimes parents are so concerned about, like, not exhibiting the behaviors that their parents did or, like, trying to, re- that they're so worried about messing up their kids that like they don't they their their kids are doing fine if you just kind of be there and just like back you know give yourself a breather and be gentle with yourself as a parent it's like your kid is okay to a certain extent like just they don't need to have all the things in the world they need you there and they'll turn out pretty well i mean we're all gonna turn out slightly fault that's flawed well i mean nobody's perfect but still you're right they at least had all she needed was just them to be there and to know that she was loved and she was mm-hmm. safe. Because the days, those there's points where she was talking, they were talking with her, and it, 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 it made sense. Yeah. Um, all that to say, because we're coming in on it. Uh, how many fuzzy froze did you give? I give it four fuzzy froze. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. How yeah. many fuzzy froze would you give it? I had to give it about four. It 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 held my attention. It was pretty good. I might watch it again. At some time when I have time. But all right. Well, we're gonna put these crayons back in the box and we will see you all. Look for us on all major podcast platforms. Don't forget to like and leave a review. Music by Moon Apple XX.
can find them on Instagram as well as art done by Midnight Pan. Awesome.